Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Uncensored Sales Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Dowdy, and I am so excited that you are here. I hope that your new year is off to a fantastic start. I know the women in the Uncensored Sales Program are just um, crushing it. They are off to the fastest start, and I am just loving it. So I want to share a hashtag ring the bell. So hashtag ring the bell is the hashtag that we use inside the Uncensored Sales Program to celebrate um, really exciting things happening for women in the group. And sometimes it's sales related. Sometimes um, it's just putting yourself out there and getting uncomfortable. And um, I just love sharing them with you because I think it's so much fun. So hashtag ring the bell. I think that discovery call just closed at $8,000 a month for 12 months of retainer work, waiting for the papers to sign on Monday. And we did get confirmation that the papers signed on Monday. This is from one of my students, guys, has been in the program for less than 30 days. Ah, so good and so, so exciting. So we are talking about your sales fears today. So um, if you are not over in the Sales Skills for Women in Business Facebook group, you should be. Um, but it is an awesome community of women. And I always ask a question on the way into the group, what everybody thinks is their biggest challenge as it relates to fear. And so there's four of them that I think show up um, pretty often. And so I want to address them. So the four fears that we're going to address to kind of give you um, some pretexts, we're going to talk about confidence. We're going to talk about what people think. We're going to talk about authenticity and we're going to talk about money, guilt, all of the things um, that I hear. And of course, I hear a lot of other things, but those are just kind of the most consistent ones that I hear that I thought you would find most, um, most valuable, most interesting. So I'm going to start with confidence because I think that confidence is such an important thing. And it's one of these things that we think we need outside validation for. So, so many women tell me, I'm just not confident in my offer. I'm just not confident in my value. I'm just not confident in my ability to do the work and deliver for my clients. And they think that by getting clients and having somebody pay them to do the work, that they will become more confident. I have bad news for you, friend. Confidence is an inside job. If you are looking for external validation to make you feel confident, you're going to ride a roller coaster because every time you get a yes, you're going to feel super confident. And every time you get a no, you're going to feel like garbage. And that's not a great way to live your life. And frankly, that's not a great way to run a business, right? You want to show up confidently every single day for your audience. You want to position yourself as authority. You want people to know that, hey, I'm really confident in my ability to get the job done or to figure out how. And that's a really critical piece. So there's a woman in the Uncensored Sales Program. She just recently joined um, the program and she's making a pivot from one service to another service. And she has experience in this new service, which is copywriting, like writing sales pages and sales emails um, and email sequences and things like that. But she's never written that before. But she has 15 years of writing experience, editing books, um, writing in a different capacity. So we are talking about how do we build that confidence in this new thing, even though she has no real experience. So sometimes confidence is just leaning on your past experience, right? So your business is new, guys. Online entrepreneurship is brand new. There is nobody out in the world with like 20 years in online entrepreneurship because it's just really not a thing. So there's nobody who can tell you, I have 20 years experience writing sales pages, right? Like this is a new thing, guys. And so first of all, 
most of us are leaning on our past experience, our experience that comes from some sort of professional experience. Maybe it's education. Uh, maybe it's something we've done as a hobby. It's something we've done in, as a volunteer. It's something we've done inside our church. It's something we've done inside an organization. Maybe you were in a sorority and you handled the, the sorority social media, right? You have experience doing social media. So that's one of the first thing I want to talk about with confidence. Stop thinking about what am I trying to do that's this new thing and think about all the skills that made you good at that thing, that made you decide that this is the thing that I should start a business around. That really helps build confidence because you're like, okay, maybe I haven't written a ton of email sequences, but I have edited 20 books, right? So I've, I've read a lot. I know a lot. I've studied it. I've taken a course. So I'm confident that I'm going to deliver a product that you like. And if you don't like it, we're going to work together to make you like it because that's all the confidence you need. You don't need to be confident in your ability to be a fantastic writer. You need to be confident in your ability to work with the client to get them what they need. And just making that small shift of like, I should have all these skills inside of me and I should know how to do this. And I should have all this experience before I'm really good at selling myself. I call bullshit friends. I want you to be confident in your ability to know that you're going to figure it out no matter what. So say for instance, you do write an email sequence for a client and the client hates it. You know what? You rewrite it until the client loves it. That's it. That's the only thing that happens if they don't love your first deliverable. And you, this can apply literally to anything that you do. So first of all, let's, let's really leverage our past experience, our life experience that made us want to get into this. Maybe it's a course that you took. Maybe it's something you studied. But really leveraging that, I think, helps with confidence. Second of all, I want you to, again, look internally for confidence. And sometimes that's easier said than done. So one of my favorite exercises when I am feeling like this isn't growing as fast as I want to, I don't have as many people joining my program as I would like, this isn't, you know, this isn't going the way I want it to, I like to sit down and write down the things that are going well. I want to sit down and write down the things that I want to celebrate, the things that I do feel good about, because that helps me shift my energy into a more confident place. So I'm like, okay, you know, I don't have somebody new joining the program every single day, but I did just have a new client join yesterday and pay in full. And I have a couple hundred people registered for my workshop next week. And I know that some of those people will join. It helps me kind of just shift that energy of, oh my gosh, I haven't sold anything today. So I'm not confident that people want this offer. So really digging deep inside of yourself to establish that, celebrate the things that you have done. Because like I said, if you're waiting for external validation to be more confident, you're going to be waiting for a long time, or you're going to ride the roller coaster of inconsistent revenue and inconsistent energy um, for your business. And that is not a place you want to operate from. So that is how we build confidence. We lean on our past experience and we work on ourselves on the inside. We work on our thoughts. We work on learning to love ourselves regardless of the work that we put into the world. And if you're just confident in the fact that, hey, I'm a badass and I'm going to figure this out no matter what, that is going to change everything for you as it comes to selling your service, even if you haven't been selling it for very long. Okay. Second thing I want to talk about is what people will think. We are so concerned with what people think about us. Every single fear I think that we have in growing a business goes back to that. The idea of that person's going to judge me. That person's going to think I'm too expensive. That person's going to think I'm not very good at it. My uncle Joe is going to wonder why I'm growing a business on the internet. And OMG, this is terrifying. What are people going to think? I'm just not going to do this right? That is what you're thinking. And I know that because I thought that too, guys, I left a six figure director level corporate job to coach people on the internet. Like, 
I, I was worried about what people would think. Okay. Um, and I think that sometimes worrying what people think really did slow down my progress. Um, this week over in the sales skills for women in business Facebook group, we're talking about kind of my journey in entrepreneurship, just to share that it's, it's most people are not an overnight success. Um, but that's one of the things that keeps coming up is I think that my fear of what other people think and of putting myself out there and of, you know, putting a specific price tag on things really did hold me back. So how do we master not worrying about what people think? First of all, my number one thing that I think of when I think of what are people going to think of me, I think, you know what, those people do not pay my mortgage, right? They just don't. So if you think I'm crazy for starting an online business on the internet, are you going to pay my mortgage? If not, your opinion doesn't matter here. One. Number two, other people's opinion of me is none of my business, guys. Like, I don't care. I am confident in my ability to get stuff done. I have a community of women who learn from me um, for free. I have a community of women who are crushing it in the Uncensored Sales Program. There's about 80 women in that program right now. I don't need that random person on the internet to like me, to approve of what I'm doing, to see validation, to like my pricing, to like the way that I talk too fast and I talk with my hands. Like I just don't need validation from that. I have, I have proof that this is working and that I have proof that my clients get success. And that is what is important to me. If you don't yet have that proof, again, going back to what we talked about with confidence, leaning on your past experience, leaning on your training, leaning on what brought you to this place, and then leaning on the idea that unless somebody else is going to come in and pay your bills, how you make money is none of their damn business. Okay. And I know that that is an oversimplification and you were like, Ryan, if it were just that easy, like we wouldn't be having this conversation and I know it, but sometimes we just need somebody else to remind us of that. We just need somebody else to tell us like, it doesn't matter. You know, it, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks of you, quite frankly, you know, um, those of you who've been around for a while know that I am a Christian. Like it's, it's me and my relationship, um, with God is what's really important. And as long as my family knows that I would never put them in jeopardy and we're not going to be homeless because I have pursued this adventure. That's really all that matters. Like those are the only people who thoughts. I'm worried about what I do. So I think sometimes we give all these people who don't matter credit in our life, right? Like I have over 3000 Facebook friends. I'll be honest with you. I don't know them all in real life and none of those people. Okay. So maybe a fraction of those people, I would say less than 10% of those people are really people that I know in real life have a relationship with and really care about their opinion of me and would be sad or would feel um, disappointed if they judged me in some way or in a non-favorable way. But I also know that that's their thoughts, not mine. Like stay out of other people's thoughts and focus on you and what you can control and your passion and your heart and the reason why you started this business because that is what is important. So when it comes to thinking about whether people think of you, one, they don't pay your bills. Two, your, their opinion of you, none of your damn business. Three, it, it, their, it really has no impact. Their thoughts are their thoughts. And then my final piece of this, guys, is most people aren't thinking about you because they're too damn busy thinking about themselves. They are too busy thinking, oh, what does this person think of me? I've got to put this perfect picture on Instagram so it looks like I have lost weight. I've got to put this perfect picture on Instagram so nobody can tell I said a baby seven months ago, right? Like they're so worried about positioning them themselves. So you think highly of them that they are not thinking about you. And honestly, guys, in my experience, most of the people who think negatively about you or are judging you for what you're doing on the internet and what you're selling and how you're selling it, most of those people come from a place of lack in themselves. Maybe there's some envy, maybe there's some judgment, maybe they're, um, 
you know, that's something going on in their own life because their thoughts on you are really so much more about you than they are about them. Cool? So let's talk about authenticity. And authenticity, I think, is such a buzzword right now. And quite frankly, I think... <laughs> since we're just going there today, I think it's bullshit, right? Like, what does that even mean? Um, I, I want to show up authentically. Like, how, why are you ever not showing up authentically? Why are you ever not showing up as yourself? Whatever you're selling, you have to love what you're selling. So I don't care if you are selling social media services. I don't care if you're selling coaching. I don't care if you're selling copywriting. I don't care if you're, you know, selling something for somebody else, right? Like you're selling homes. I don't care. Why would you ever, ever, ever not show up as yourself, and some people are like, selling doesn't feel authentic to me. Well, does yourself, does the authentic you like money? Does the authentic you like to pay your bills? Then the authentic you needs to learn to sell. Guys, it's a cop out. Just doesn't feel authentic to me. What? Stop it. Sorry. I did not mean to go there. I had totally different notes to talk about. <laughs> I, I, you know, I go back and forth on like really detailing out these podcasts and how many notes I want to give you. And so I, I kind of pair back and then I go heavier because most of the time I go off script anyway. But if we really look at the definition of authentic and this is the, uh, uh, the adjective authentic describes something that is real or genuine or not counterfeit, right? Um, the definition is the letter is now accepted. I'm sorry, is as undisputed origin. It's genuine. Dude, you are you. The only way you are not showing up authentically is if you try to be like someone else. If you sell yourself in a way that doesn't feel good to you, if you sell your stuff in a way that somebody else sells them stuff, because that's the way you think it is. You started a business because you have a passion. You started a business because you're good at what you do. You started a business because you wanted freedom. You wanted time freedom, location freedom, financial freedom. That is why you started a business. If you sell from anything other than that, yes, it's not authentic, but why would you do that? Like who has the energy for that? I have a hard enough time figuring out what the hell I want and what I need, much less worry about who else in the world I can show up as, guys. It's a cop-out. It's an excuse. It's like perfectionism. I'm a perfectionist. I can't put this out here until it's right. Stop it. It's a, it's a fear. You're, you're fearful that people will judge you. Going back to what do people think of you? That is where I, I, it's not authentic to me. Stop. Be you. Offer to help people. Come from a genuine place of service. Come from a genuine place of wanting to help people. And there is no way in the world that you can be inauthentic in your sales efforts. Okay. I'm not going to spend a lot of time there because I think that's pretty simple because honestly, I think that your fear of not showing up authentically is, um, is just, it's just a cop out and it's just you playing, playing scared, which goes back to what people think. And then the final piece of this, which is one that I think so many of us have is money guilt. Money guilt. I feel guilty charging money for something that comes really easy to me. I feel guilty charging money for something I don't have a lot of experience doing. I feel guilty charging money or making a boatload of money because there's a lot of other people in the world who don't have a lot of money. So why do I need all of that money, right? We all have so much head trash about money. And um, I tell this story sometimes, but like when I started this business, I would have told you, like, I don't have any money hangups. You know, I grew up in the corporate world. I've been in sales my entire life. I've been commission-based. I have grown my income faster than most people, primarily because I've always been in sales and I've always been commissioned. And I had no problem negotiating big deals and talking, you know, and negotiating my salary. I never had an issue with that. But I did learn when I started this business that one, it is a lot different to put a price tag on yourself than it is on something else. So I learned that I had some issues with that. And then I also learned that just as a Christian, I had some issues about like making a ton of money and what that means and, and how to, you know, how to, 
how to connect my faith to my work and finding a way to feel good about money. And the way that I really did that, guys, is um, to give you a really real example is I often will journal about like all of the things I can do with money. When I have money, when I hit my money goals, I can donate more to my church. Um, I can donate more to causes that are important to me. Um, theoretically, I can outsource more things. So I have more time. I can give more time to my church, to causes that I am passionate about. Um, I theoretically, when I am making more money, I am helping more people, right? I'm a coach. I help people learn how to make money. So my money creates this butterfly effect into the world where I am helping other people hit their goals and provide for their families and give for their causes that they're passionate about. And that really helps me kind of get over that idea of like, who needs to make a million dollars, right? Um, what are you going to do with a million dollars? Well, I'm going to bless the heck out of a lot of people with a million dollars, including my community and my church. And um, my husband and I are currently looking into some nonprofit organizations that we want to give him, we want to get involved in and really um, give very faithfully and really big too, so we can bless our community. And so that has really helped me reframe the idea of like what I used to refer to as like funny money, right? Like that amount of money is just stupid. Um, <clears throat> I literally made more money in Q4 of 2019 than I think I did in all of like 2012 that's just crazy to me. And it's, it's like, why, what are you doing with that? But for us, it was able to give to our church's celebration offering in a really big way for us. It's able to um, help us pay off our debt faster. It's able to help us save for our future, for retirement, for our children's education, to help take care of our parents as they age. Um, and having that is such a blessing. So that's how I shifted that. But I want to talk to you a little bit about the basics of like selling yourself and getting over that idea of charging money for something that you're good at. We think this is easy to me. So this shouldn't have a high value. Value. What I have learned to shift is while this comes easily to me, frankly, friends, it comes easily to you because you've studied it, because you've worked at it, right? To me, it's like, oh, sales, hell yeah, I'm great at sales, right? Do you know why? Because I've been in sales for 15 years, because I have read all of the books, I have sat through all of the trainings, I have listened to all of the podcasts, I've studied it for years, I have done it, I have gone into the world and I have sold, I've sold, you know, multi six-figure packages and all those other things. So yes, of course, this comes easily to me because I am experienced at it. That doesn't mean that there is not a value in me teaching what I have learned that comes very easily to me, to you, and charging for that. Because when you learn to master this skill, you will then be able to go make as much money as you want to make. So take your service and put it in there. So say you are a social media manager, right? Think about, okay, yes, yeah, social media comes easily to me. It's fun for me. I enjoy doing it. I really enjoy the interaction piece. I enjoy helping bring people's stories to life and get their businesses more visible, right? And you're like, this comes so easy to me. Is somebody really going to pay me, you know, a thousand dollars a month to manage their social media? If that person doesn't have the time to manage their social media, if they have no desire to manage their social media, if it doesn't come easily to them, if they don't know how to do it, if they don't want to do it, and visibility is the difference between failure and success in their business, there is a huge value in you as a social media manager monetarily to that business, because if that business stays afloat because of the visibility that you are helping them get, how can you not offer that service? How can you not charge money for that service? Because it's the butterfly effect of what you do, right? So then the idea of charging too much. Okay, I get it, Ryan. I should charge, but $1,000 feels like a lot for social media management. I'm only going to charge 300 right? Okay, no. 
<laughs> no. And the reason for that is because you, again, the butterfly effect, it's charging you $300 a month over the course of a year. Y'all know I'm bad at math. It's $3,600. If that person's paying you $3,600 and is generating millions of dollars off of your work, like, is that an alignment? No, there is value in what you do. Focus on the results that you provide and the butterfly effect of that result. And it's totally okay to charge a premium for what you do when you're really, really good at it. One of the things that I teach the women inside the uncensored sales program, if they are not super comfortable um, in charging a premium for their services, because they are brand new, is to start with a price you're comfortable with and work your way up. So say, for instance, again, you're a social media manager and you're brand new and you've never done social. So tell yourself, you know what, I'm going to take on two clients at $350 a month. That feels good to me. That feels like a good dollar amount that I can wrap my head around. Then once you get those two clients, I want you to raise your price to $500 a month and say, okay, once I get three clients at $500 a month, then I'm going to raise my rates and slowly inch your rates up as you get more confidence, as you have more testimonials, as you get better at what you do, right? Um, so really thinking about that and kind of using that stair-stepped approach to increasing your pricing really sometimes will help with some of that money guilt of like charging a premium out of the gate when you don't have a ton of experience. Okay. Um, so other money guilt things that come up, right? Like as kids, um, we were told, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. Money is the root of all evil. Um, you know, maybe you were in a family where there was never enough money. And so your subconscious mind is like, Ooh, money bad. Like we don't do that. Like rich people are bad, right? Those are some really deep rooted money beliefs. And those are things you really, really need to work through as a business owner in general. Even if you are a business owner, that's like, you know what, Ryan, I just want to be, you know, I just want to make a few thousand dollars a month and support my family. So I don't have to go to a corporate job every day. I don't need to make a million dollars. You still need to work on that because if your thought is money is bad, and then you're going out into the world, trying to sell a service, that money is bad, you're going to have a hard time making money. So how do you retrain your brain, guys? For me, it was a lot of work. I hired a mindset coach um, who really helped me dig into really a lot of my limiting beliefs and, and understanding how to recognize those thoughts and then how to reframe them. So an exercise for you today um, is to go write down, and this was kind of fun, actually, and if you haven't read the book, Get Rich, Lucky Bitch um, by Denise, I can't think of her last name. It's a great book, um, but she actually gives you an exercise, and I did this, um, I want to say in like March or April of this year where I wrote down like all of my thoughts, all of my memories about money back to like um, getting myself into credit card debt in college. I had a boyfriend in college steal money from me. Um, I had to borrow money from my aunt in my early 20s to pay off that credit card debt. Um, I worked on an all-female sales staff just out of college and the women that I worked with were so far ahead of me um, life-wise and financially, but I always felt the need to keep up. Um, so we'd go to happy hour like Ruth's Chris. I don't know who goes to Ruth's Chris for happy hour. I do know. I do know this women and I love those women but at the time like I had no business like the happy hour martini was ten dollars right I had no business like no business <laughs> um going there and doing that but I I did it and and so I had a lot of hang-ups and so I actually like literally spent like four or five days every day during my journal time getting out kind of all of these negative thoughts because sometimes getting the thoughts out of your head and onto a piece of paper one you realize how many of them are ridiculous and then two like there's shit that comes up that you didn't even remember um so you know like I remember the one thing that came up for me during that exercise that wasn't like on the forefront of my mind um, was when I decided to stop playing college volleyball. So I was an athlete and um, I played college volleyball and I decided um, that I wasn't going to play anymore. And there's a lot of reasons behind that. Um, a lot of different things going on there, but um, 
when I decided not to play, my mom was like, all right, well, you have a couple choices because I was on scholarship. She's like, you can find the financial aid office or you can come home um, and you can go to Pitt State and you could probably get on there um, as, as a junior, as a third year. And so I was like, I'm not going home. Going home felt like defeat. Um, so I did. And I went and, you know, borrowed a shit ton of money to go to a private school in New York um, to get a communications degree. We live and we learn, right? Um, but I didn't realize like how ridiculous I thought that that was. I didn't realize I was judging myself for that decision. Um, and so, so much of that money junk came up. So I was able to kind of journal it all out, reframe some of those thoughts and pick new thoughts I wanted to think about money and new ways I wanted to think about what I could do with the money I could make um, that had nothing to do with like buying a Louis Vuitton bag, um, that had nothing to do with, you know, you know, a private jet to Bali and just had to do with like, how do I make my life, my family's life and other people's lives better by making money. So, um, those are some of your biggest sales fears, guys. We talked about confidence. We talked about what people think. We talked about authenticity and we talked about money guilt. When you master these things, when you realize that these are all internal things, guys, we think these are external. We think something external has to happen for us to be able to master everything I just talked about. X, I need external validation for confident, to be more confident. I need external validation that people think what I'm doing is cool. I need external validation that like I'm showing up as myself and I need external validation that it's okay to make money doing what I love. And frankly, friend, if that is what you are waiting for, you are going to be waiting for a very, very, very long time. Okay. This is an inside job, guys. We really need to spend the time figuring out where this fear is coming from. And then how do we get over this? And I'm a big believer in messy action, right? And understanding that failure is part of the journey, understanding that I'm okay with people are going to judge me. People are going to think that I am greedy. People are going to think these things about me, but those are their thoughts, not mine. And my thoughts are that the more money I make, the more people I can help both in my business and outside of my business. And I believe that it is my purpose on this planet to help people make money doing what they love and then to take that money and bless my community and my church. It took me a long time to get there, but now like I have no problem selling to my audience. I have no problem telling people, hey, you should be in my coaching program. I have zero problem telling that because I know my purpose. So I want you guys to do the work, um, do the work on this because it will totally change everything for you. Um, it, it'll change things that don't even impact your business, but we won't even go down that rabbit hole today. It will change things for you when you address these fears, when you realize that it is an inside job, when you are ready to dig into this kind of work, guys, to figure out how to sell in a way that feels good to you. Um, first of all, join us over in the Sales Skills for Women in Business Facebook group, or feel free to reach out to me directly, guys. Message me on Facebook. That's where I spend most of my time these days. Get in that Facebook group. Um, just feel free to reach out to me. I would love to have a conversation with you. I would love to see how I can help you figure out how to make money doing what you love. Um, otherwise, guys, have a fantastic day, a fantastic week, and I'll see y'all next week.